so this morning I want us to think, reflect just a moment on the meaning of baptism. And this is really a two-parter. Um, I know this is shocking, but we're not in Acts today. <coughs> really, really uh, surprising, right? But we're going to read two scriptures. Right now, I want you to turn to Colossians chapter 2 in your Bibles. Colossians chapter 2. And we're going to read verses 11 through 15. Amen. All right. Would you stand, please, as we read the Word of God? Colossians 2, 11 through 15. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him you were raised to a new life, because you trusted the mighty power of God, who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins, and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. And then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all of our sins. He canceled the record of our charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. May God bless the reading and proclamation of his word. You may be seated. We tend to associate baptism with new life. Uh, part of, partly is probably because we baptize infants into the, the body of Christ, but certainly we know that there is a new life that comes in Christ when someone is baptized. And that is certainly the case. But I want us to think for a moment about the idea of baptism as a dying to self. Now... Baptism, physical baptism, is a symbol. It is a symbol of a spiritual baptism that occurs uh, when someone becomes a Christian. So for those who are already believers, it's a symbol of what has already happened. For Aunt Thomas, it's a symbol of what we uh, pray and hope to see happen one day when she comes and accepts Christ of her own decision and her own will. But let's think just a, min a minute for the idea that is, that is put here today. For you are buried with Christ. In my church growing up, uh, the, the pastor often used uh, a, a verse that said, Buried with him in baptism and raised to walk in newness of life. Buried with him in baptism. What does that mean? It means that you and I... Not only do we benefit from what Christ did as he died on the cross for us and as he was buried, in some way that we can't understand because Christ died 2,000 years ago in a place and a time far, far removed from us. But the Bible is saying in some spiritual way that is beyond our physical uh, uh, participation and our, our mental ability to really understand some way we were united with Christ. And when we become Christians, we join into the experience that Christ had. 
so that just as he died for us, as we come to Christ, we die to our old way of thinking and living and behaving. In the Old Testament, the, um, the, the introduction to the community of faith was through circumcision for the little boys. Uh, there was no equivalent for the little girls. But um, today, when a little boy is circumcised, it has to do with medical reasons or social reasons. Everybody's like this, or we want them to be like dad, or whatever the case may be. But it was a very spiritual thing for uh, those who were in the Old Testament community of faith. It was saying, we are raising this household. We are going to be raising this child in the family of faith. In the New Testament, Paul says it's the circumcision of the heart that is most important. That is that we come to God. It's not a physical act done with a knife, but it is a spiritual act where God says, I'm taking out uh, the old sinful nature. I I'm removing its power over you. We still deal with the leftover effects of the old nature because we still struggle with sin and strife, but the Bible says we're, we're not bound to that anymore. Every time we see someone baptized, whether it's an infant or whether it's a grown-up, there is a reality that should, should be given to us that says there's freedom now. I'm no longer bound. Anyone who comes to Christ is no longer bound by the chains of sin. So when you hear that phrase, buried with Christ in baptism, that means the old ways of life are cut off. We're separate from them. We've died to them. And now we have a new way of looking at life through our new nature, who we are in Jesus Christ. So as we prepare for our second reflection, I want to invite you to now turn your Bible to the book of Romans, chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. Here Paul discusses uh, a very similar topic, really the same topic, just using different Different terminology, a few different words here coming up about it from a different angle. Would you stand as we read Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 14? Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined with him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we've been united with him in death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ, 
so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. But when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we'll also live with him. We're sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you should also consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. May God be pleased with the reading of his word. Would you be seated? Buried with him in baptism. That's good, but do we stay there? Absolutely not. No more than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ stayed in the grave after he was crucified and buried. As he rose again, the Bible says you and I, we do not stay dead, but we've been given new life. He has put to death the flesh, the old nature and again, we say we still deal with the effects of the old nature. It's still hanging around, but it is no longer our master. We actually have the freedom to live for God in a way that we could not, before we were believers, before Christ gave, put his resurrection power into our lives, we were really uh, not free to live uh, lives of holiness and righteousness. I mean, we, we might have turned over a new leaf. We might have tried to do better. You could be a moral, upstanding citizen without being a Christian. But you really could not live the Christian life. You could not walk in holiness, in righteousness. You could not walk according to the Spirit before you died to your old way. And that's what Christ did for us in baptism, the spiritual baptism that occurs when we become Christians. But he says, now... You've been raised to walk in newness of life. Now you have a new life. In other words, when we talk about living a life of freedom as a Christian, we're not free so that we can go out and do whatever we want. We're free so that we don't have to follow our old master, which was sin. Our old master, which tied us down and caused us to live lives that we never could overcome that sin. God says, now there's a freedom. You walk in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. You live now. You have access to that. Now, Christ doesn't force us. He doesn't make us do right. We certainly all have the ability to do wrong, and we prove that on a regular basis, right? But we now have the freedom. It's important that we get this idea in our heads. It's important that we don't just say, hmm, yeah, that's a good fact and move on and forget all about it. Paul wants us to know it is key for us to live the Christian life that we keep this thought in mind. That's why he says in verse 11, 
so all so you should consider or reckon or account yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Every single day, we need to have that mindset that says, hey, that old way of living that I was born into, that's gone now. I can still choose to go along with that old way of living, but that's not really who I am. I don't have to be that way. I'm not a slave to sin anymore. I have a new master, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I have the freedom to choose to walk in the reality of who I am. We know, the Bible says that we were crucified with Christ. Again, were we physically, historically there 2,000 years ago? No. But something occurred on a spiritual level before you and I, were, long before we were ever born or even thought about, that when Christ died on that cross, Paul put it, I was crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live. It is no longer uh, I that lives, but Christ that lives within me. We have a new life. Christianity is not simply something that we add on to our old way and say, well, here's an extra level to my old life. God wants us to understand that walking with Christ is a completely different life. We all look the same on the outside, but inside, God is doing something. He's making us more like Jesus, and we can cooperate with that. We can choose to serve Christ and allow him to make us more like Jesus. And that's what he's calling us to do. So as we think about being buried in baptism, baptism reminds us we died to that old way of life. But then we think about communion. We think about the death of Christ that gives us the power just as he died and was born again. He was resurrected. We're able to have new life through Jesus Christ. I invite you to take your hymn book and turn to hymn number 776. As we sing this song together, prepare your hearts uh, for our time of communion.